to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this week I'm on vacation. But that doesn't stop the fun here on the podcast. We still have a great episode for you today, and I'm really excited about it. It's a five things episode, which is another name for when we take an entire Friday Five and focus on just one topic. And for this week, that topic is Instagram. The social media platform has been at the center of so much controversy lately, and I can't deny my love-hate relationship with the gram. I feel like most marketers fall into that bucket. If this were written down, it would be an essay, but instead, it's a podcast episode. So think of it as an audio love letter slash slam poem all about Instagram. Let's start off with the news announcement back in the middle of June. Instagram said they were going to be testing a new full screen feed. New updates take time to roll out to bigger test groups. So naturally, it took until close to the end of July before the update had hit enough feeds for malcontent to start brewing. And oh, how quickly it brewed. Instagrammers are not happy with the app's less than subtle pivot to video, full screen feed included. While to many, it might seem that a simple update shouldn't have caused this much chaos. But when you add the new upgrade to all of the changes Instagram has been making in the past few years, it did not just brew, it quickly boiled over. The backlash last week was sparked initially by a post and an online petition originally posted by Illumitati. That got decently popular, but what sent it over the edge was when Kylie Jenner reposted it as did her sister, Kim Kardashian. The text of the original post, make Instagram, Instagram again, and then in parentheses, stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends. Sincerely, everyone. And this seems to be the sentiment of a lot of Instagram users these days. There have been so many changes incrementally shifting the app from what made Instagram popular to trying to emulate Snapchat's disappearing stories, and now becoming pretty much a TikTok clone. That's certainly a choice, but we do already have TikTok. That's pretty much where people go when they want to consume short snippets of video content. So the bigger question you might ask, Why is Instagram so bent on becoming the new TikTok? Well, naturally, with the amount of backlash around this new update, it had to be addressed by the company. So head of Instagram, Adam Masseri, made some comments just two days after that initial post and petition was put online. Masseri said, quote, One thing I hear a lot is people asking to see more friend content in feed. I'd love for there to be more friend content in feed, but all the growth in photos and videos from friends has been in stories and in DMs, end quote. He went on to clarify, quote, 
I do believe that more and more, Instagram is going to become video over time. We see this even if we change nothing, end quote. So coming from the head of Instagram himself, there's a pivot to video going on regardless of what users say they want, and according to what Instagram says, that's what they've seen in their tests. But how long they've been testing and what all they've been testing, that's not so clear. Even though all of this came to a head because of the most recent update, there have been growing whispers about what Instagram has been prioritizing when its algorithm makes the decision of what to show or what not to show. Regular photos have been continually losing engagement, and many users have theorized that this is because of Instagram putting its priorities first with stories and now with reels. That's part of the reason why users were so excited about the addition of the favorites feed when it was announced in March. We were encouraged to add 50 accounts to our favorites, and then we could view those posts in chronological order, ideally keeping close track of those accounts, the ones we want to interact with the most. And I can't help but feel that with these updates, I'm seeing that favorites feed in a whole new light. Was it meant to soften the blow of the changes that were right around the corner? Admittedly, I started the process of adding accounts to that list, but I haven't yet hit 50. And that's because the task of deciding who gets those coveted spots is really tedious. It's something but it's a bit half-hearted as I'm looking through this new lens, comparing it to my initial excitement. So what's so wrong with a pivot to video? I wouldn't say there's necessarily anything wrong with it. I mean, I feel like there's a place for both on Instagram. But for those of us who came to Instagram for a place to share photos, we came to share with family and friends. But we also have other interests that happen to be easily shared when photographed. Not everything makes an easy jump from static photo content to video content. My question, and I think the biggest question of others who still enjoy posting and sharing photos, engaging that way, well, where do we fit in? Especially if Instagram's algorithm is indeed giving preference to reels and stories over photos. It takes time to create content, and not all of us have the same amount of free time available. For me personally, I don't have a ton of free time. I work full-time, I'm a mom, I've got other responsibilities at home, my free time is very limited. And then when it comes to this podcast and promoting it in a meaningful way on social media, one that's not just noise, that takes time too but that time is finite. While I was writing this episode and thinking about the time factor in creating content, I came to also wonder, well, how are those time frames different? So I did a little bit of timestamp decoding and math, and I compared the difference in creating a carousel photo post for Instagram with creating a TikTok and creating an Instagram reel. To be completely honest and transparent, I have made videos before on both platforms, but I've never edited multiple videos together. So I took 11 photos and captured five videos. 
It took seven minutes to do that, and I used those resources for both my Instagram reel and my TikTok video. For the carousel post on Instagram, that's what we call the posts that contain multiple images, I took 28 photos. It took me two minutes. Once I had my material, it was time to edit and post. So I timed from the moment I started editing until I posted the final product. For TikTok, that was combining three video clips into one, choosing a moving screenshot as a thumbnail, adding transitions between each video, writing the caption, adding hashtags, and posting the video. Seven minutes total, and I should note I did not choose any sounds or music to go in my TikTok video. Next, my Instagram reel, and I used the same three video clips, chose a photo as a thumbnail this time around, added transitions between each video, added music, wrote the caption, added hashtags, and posted the video. Timing clocked in at seven minutes for this step on Instagram as well. Back to my carousel post. I chose seven photos to post, edited them down to squares, and added watermarks, wrote the caption, added hashtags, and hit upload. This step clocked in at five minutes total. So when it came to time, for me, creating the TikTok video and Instagram reel took the same amount of total time, 14 minutes for each video. Total time to create the carousel post, seven minutes, half of the time it took for me to create a video for either TikTok or Instagram. And here's the thing. Seven minutes and 14 minutes. I know, that doesn't seem like a lot. But that's coming from a person who posts regularly and had a very small learning curve to deal with. But it still takes me twice the amount of time to create video content. Should we be having a conversation about who has time to create and post on social media and also be successful doing it? Social media has long been seen as a must for marketing. There's also a reason why we say to find which platform works for you and use it, because we are getting to the point that you literally cannot do them all and find success the way you used to. Still, wearing that marketer hat, though, deep down, I know that the nature of social media isn't static. Staying the same just is not how the social platforms have come to evolve into what they are now. We've got to grow and learn new things, and for the social media companies, they needed to monetize. Why they can't try monetizing by charging a few dollars in exchange for a few perks, I don't know. But that's why I had to try creating and posting the video content in the first place. I think I needed to be able to say that I had tried it out in order to be able to comment on it. And I do have some interesting takeaways from the experience. I was surprised at how easy it was to stitch together a video from those multiple clips. I've heard good things about that function on TikTok, but also found it to be true on Instagram. It didn't take as long to create the video content as I thought it would, but it still took twice as long as how I normally post. If I had to choose one for ease of use, 
I would pick Instagram Reels. And like I said, that surprised me. For all I heard about why Instagram did not need to be TikTok, I expected it to be a difficult experience, but it wasn't. Not surprising, my Instagram Reel got much more engagement than many of my recent posts. It got a lot more plays than likes, and I feel like that's a part of the shift that we've been seeing lately. But do I want to create video content rather than the photo content that I'm used to? Honestly, I'm still not sold on that. I'm not sure I want to pivot to video. And that's a spot that a lot of marketers and small businesses using Instagram have also found themselves in. Because while my experience as a professional creative has lessened my learning curve, that's not the case for all creators. And I really believe that a platform shouldn't be deciding what kind of content we should be creating or looking at. So let's flip over to the other side of the Instagram experience, my experience as a user. On this side, I have to agree with most of the complaints out there. The Instagram feed has become messy and chaotic, so I understand wanting to do something to change that. When you open the app, we've got the Instagram logo in the top left, and that's where you can switch between the following and favorites feed. To the right of that, buttons to add content, view likes and comments, and open Messenger. Let's scroll down the feed. So we've got a reel, the suggested for you slider, a photo post, another reel, and it's a TikTok repost, a food reel, now a sponsored post, carousel post, super cute cardigans though, definitely have to screenshot that, reel, slider of suggested reels, photo. Now as I scroll through a little bit more and I count, there's usually about three posts of varying types between sponsored content. And the suggested for you and suggested reels sliders keep popping up as I scroll down. It's not the greatest experience. And I think the reason why people prefer TikTok over Instagram is because TikTok is where you go again for those short snippets of video. And that's all that's there. Instagram has added so many different things to the feed that it's gotten overwhelming to look at and interact with. The experience of scrolling through the two is completely different. When I scroll through TikTok, I typically do that once per day. My daughter and I do that together in the evenings. It's our thing, and my feed on TikTok is really our feed. It's the stuff we watch together. And we're both pretty good about quickly scrolling through things that we don't like so we don't mess up the algorithm. Sometimes I'll say we'll watch for 10 minutes or so, and we end up watching for longer almost regularly. Now, on Instagram, the scrolling experience does not feel as seamless as it used to. I like reading captions. People put time into them, and for some of the accounts that I follow— I want to know what nail polish they used or where to find a part of their outfit. It used to be a slower experience, and as I scrolled through, I would do those things. I would like posts as I went through at my own pace. 
now I want to move through faster because there's a lot of stuff that I don't want to look at. But I get so distracted by the experience that I often forget to tap like on a post I really enjoyed. I can't tell you how much time I used to spend on Instagram looking through all the different posts and commenting back and forth with people I have only ever met online. I feel hurried along now, like I need to keep scrolling to get to the good stuff, but the good stuff doesn't ever come. And the sad truth about that is that a lot of people I know who used to post photo content regularly, as they started to see the engagement from their audience drop, they stopped posting as much. And as time has gone on in the past few years, I've stopped posting as much. Do I want to get back to it? Sure. I loved the time when Instagram felt like more of a community. I think that's the sentiment at the heart of the uproar around changes to the platform. Instagram was a place that brought a lot of people together. It was a place we cared about and we wanted to care about us. But even as I type that, I'm reminded of a quote from The Social Dilemma. If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Maybe it's time for another company to come and copy what Instagram originally had going for it and commit to just doing that. People might even pay for it. I certainly learned a lot while researching and writing about this whole debacle. Even if it's still unclear what comes next for Instagram and social media as a whole. But I do know that's about all the time we have for this episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. If you liked this episode, let us know by following along with our show. We'd like to be able to grow the show and continue doing more episodes and creating new series but we can't do that without your support. For those of you who have followed along already, thank you so much for doing that. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao.